Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Garrett Clue. So I would like to kick off our career chat this morning, Garrett, by reading what you featured in your about section on LinkedIn, because in my opinion, it is a super inspirational personal mission statement. You say you are, and I quote, an optimist and lifelong learner, a win-win generator, a believer that life is fundamentally a meritocracy an embracer of challenge, a fan of decisiveness, someone who is intolerant to breaches of integrity, who is not risk averse, who values commitment and loyalty, a valued team member, an Olympian, a possibilitarian. So first time I'd heard that one, a just to see if I could do it screenplay writer, someone who aspires to change the game and is hard at work to becoming or become the best possible version of himself. Have you always been an optimist, Garrett? I think I have. And I heard a quote, and I I can't remember the source, and it really stuck with me. And it was that only optimism is compatible with success, right? And, and And it just, for whatever reason, I heard it decades ago. It was actually Sumner Redstone. I was, I had, was at an event where he was speaking, and he said something that was akin to that. And it just really stuck with me. And having had the uh, career as an athlete, you know, you have to be optimistic. When, you're, when you think you understand the odds of making an Olympic team, you can't be pessimistic. You'll never survive. And in the middle of, you know, impossible training and, and whatnot, only optimism really is compatible with success. And is the possibilitarian a companion to optimism? Is this something that you have actually worked hard to cultivate in yourself? or? Do you think it just came naturally? I'm not sure of the source of it. I would say that, you know, I actively work, you know, and think about whatever I'm thinking about how to make it bigger, right? Not to be bound by what's been done or how it's been done. And that probably came from my father, if I think about it, really to remove the frame and the edges of anything I'm thinking about and see if I can make whatever it is bigger and better, more bold. Well, I want to flash back 
to when you were living under your father's roof, under your parents' roof, when you were a little boy? Because I think one of the common threads running through your professional life has been your experience as an athlete, someone operating at a very high level who is only seeing possibility. Some might say at the very highest level of athleticism as an Olympian. And I think that the year was 1984 or thereabouts. And you were a little boy either watching the Olympics on TV. This was the Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. Or because you grew up in LA, maybe you were even there in person. And you were watching the opening ceremony. Do you remember what ran through your mind back then, Garrett, when you were watching that ceremony? I I do. I do. I remember where I was standing. So I was living in Santa Monica and the Olympic torch ran down San Vicente. Those of you that know Santa Monica know know that street. And I remember feeling something as a nine-year-old boy that just really was inspiring and not really having any context for what that was. And then Many days later, I watched as Joan Benoit ran by during the marathon on her way to, uh, you know, winning the Olympic gold medal and having the two weeks of the games there and having watched it on TV and been feeling a person. I turned to my brother and I said, one day I'm going to do this. And I was immediately like, you know, laughed out of the room and probably beat up. And, you know, it took 20 years and three different sports. But it was because I had that proximity and because I was affected by it. And I think this is one of the things that you know, the Olympics for me is really important to evolve, extend, expand the power of this to inspire nine-year-olds all over the world, you know, to try to do something great. And even for those that, you know, fall short, it's still the journey of, of trying to do something that is so much bigger than yourself is so worthwhile and something that we should really embrace. I'm sure I was left out of the room too. And I remember being a little girl watching the movie National Velvet (laughs) and saying, I want to be an Olympic horseback rider. But I never did it, Garrett. I never found that fire, tapped into it and kept it burning for another 20 years the way you did. You mentioned it was across three sports. So how did you discover rowing? Because I know that wasn't the first sport that you tried. Yeah, the first one was more of a lark. I, you know, I thought I wanted to be a downhill skier. That wasn't really realistic. But what I, when I started to actually play some organized sports, which I was very late to the game, I didn't start until maybe second or third year of high school. I started playing volleyball and I thought, okay, this is it. This is how I'm going to go to the Olympics in volleyball. I'm really excited about this. And I was going to school in Seattle, Washington area. And I got like pretty good for that area. And then when I went to San Diego for school, Turns out that I wasn't any good at volleyball. So what, what was good in Seattle was not good in Southern California. And when I got cut from the volleyball team, the rowing coach said, Hey, you know, do you want to try rowing? And I thought, okay, I know it's difficult. It'll keep me in shape for the next volleyball tryout. That was my rationale. I had no intention of like becoming a rower. I just thought, at least I know I'll be in shape. So for the next year, I'm going to go do volleyball again. And that's how, how I started did you meet? Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, how did you come across the rowing coach? That doesn't seem to be like the, the water is way over there and the no, indoor. So they, yeah. So like most rowing coaches just walk around campus looking for tall people. And that's how they recruit them. I was at a club program. So this wasn't a varsity sport. And he found me on campus and said, hey, you know, why don't you give this a shot? 
And that foundationally changed the trajectory of my entire life was just by getting into that boat. And I wasn't very good when I started. I think a lot of people think, oh, that must be where the story goes. I was a natural and I really wasn't. But at some point, I had to make a decision. Was am I going to go back to volleyball or am I going to stick with rowing? And you know, after rowing for most of that first year, I said, okay, you know, I got to double down here and um, I got to figure out how, how I can get to the Olympic team rowing. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.